0: Hey guys, welcome to FTK Q&A Session 9. Um, before we get started on this special Q&A session, uh, Brett and myself just wanted to congratulate Andy Buchanan on his 2 23 debut in Hamburg last weekend. Um, we forgot to mention that last episode. Um, so yeah, really bloody good job, Andy. Hope you listen to this podcast so you can hear us giving you clout. Um, while we're on the topic of marathon... We have a special guest for Q&A Session 9 with Sinead Diver. How are you going, Sinead? Hey,
1: Joel. How's
0: it going? I'm good. good. Um, I thought... We're probably going to have to use – remember that voice-changing software that we had in the Heaps (laughs) heaps Good Runners one? We're going to have to use that again um, to change your accent to Australian so people can actually (laughs) understand this (laughs) and understand all your answers. Uh, That
1: would be awesome to hear. (laughs) Do
0: it. So, look, Sinead Diver does not need any introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. 5,000-meter PB, 1523, 10,000-meter PB, 3125, half marathon PB of 108.50 and a marathon PB of 224.11. But I think probably the most impressive going on your IAAF page is your 1500 meter PB that you set in 2012 um, in Melbourne, which is 432.
1: <laughs> I actually did not know what my PB, PB was for that.
0: I was looking down on the uh, on the list and oh, I just wow. thought, oh, that's a piss up. I've got to put that in. I put that in highlighted at green is the most important. <laughs> um, recent results. So early last month, Sinead, you had a DNF in Nagoya Marathon, right? Yep. Yeah. And then you bounce back with a pretty amazing performance uh, last weekend at Gifu. Is that, Gifu am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, half marathon, 69 flat.
1: Yeah. I thought I got under like
0: uh,
1: 69, but they always add on a couple of seconds, I feel.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> couple of seconds in Japan. Yeah. Um, how'd that feel?
1: Uh, I actually felt really good for this half yeah. Um, a lot better than Nagoya, obviously. But so Nagoya was my first DNF ever. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, just it was one of those races where everything went wrong. Yeah, and it was just never it was never going to be a good day. Yeah. Um, but for the half, um, yeah, we we didn't leave till like Thursday night, so got in on Friday. So
0: when was the race? The Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I had no idea how I'd go, but I knew by with my training, I was going quite well again. Yeah. And yeah, the race went really well. I felt a bit sluggish for the first six k, which is kind of funny. And then I just felt good.
0: You were running with Eloise for a bit. Yeah, until
1: about eight k, maybe. Okay. And then, and then you said, "See ya." <laughs> then, <laughs> then I just felt like good, and I was like, "Oh, I should take advantage of this because there's quite a few hills in this uh, course." Which yeah, it didn't generally look like the fastest like. course. Yeah, it's not. And normally, um, it's really hot in Gifu. Okay. Uh, so apparently it wasn't hot on Sunday. So this was the first day or first time in ten years that it's been like good weather
0: wow. for us. so we okay. got got really lucky there you go yeah
1: it actually rained which is nice
0: yeah yeah i didn't (laughs) notice that the wet roads but Um, i had
1: i had brought like i had prepped for hot weather i'd done heat training (laughs) and i had like done hyperhydration and i had an ice vest (laughs) and everything which i didn't end up wearing but i was like damn it (laughs)
0: you would have the piss taken out of you (laughs) why is the aussie in (laughs) the aussie wearing an ice
1: ice vest no i didn't end up wearing it but yeah
0: yeah no good job Was that your is that your second fastest half ever
1: uh, I think I've done 6850 a couple of times.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow, pretty consistent. And
1: then this would be my next one. I think, though, because this is a tougher course, yeah. it's almost like a PB for me. Yeah. Because they. Like six, if
0: this was dead flat, you would have.
1: Yeah. Like if this was marigami, I would have gone faster because oh. that's where my PB is from. Yeah. But this course is a lot tougher than mar- marigami.
0: You should put that. You could put that in your Instagram bio, right? Like you know, sixty nine, <laughs> and then you put in brackets. But I would have gone quicker if yeah, there was no totally. hills. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> um, and obviously, the last thing here, Tokyo Olympics, tenth place in the marathon. That's uh, that's really what I suppose stamped you into this. Every, it's one of those things where you know it's the same sort of thing like before Olympics, like with Peter Bowl when we had him on. Um, the difference between like everyone in running already knew who you were, you know. Yeah. The running world knows who you are. But it's like when you do a performance like that, that's when like the world like, – or well, not the, Australia, you know, all the Australians. like yeah. still, Like my friends and family and like I've got mates messaging me being like, wow, who's this, you know. And I'm like, oh, I train with her. She, you know, so that's sort of what really stamps you into the scene.
1: Yeah. Like I was really lucky that to perform that well at such an important race. Yeah. Because like, you know, it often doesn't work out like that. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I was really happy with that one. Yeah. Like, top 10 was – Something that I thought could be possible, but, you know, you never know
0: what can happen on the day. It was was insane. Yeah, you definitely prefer to DNF at Nagoya. Like, who cares about that? Yeah. compared to DNFing (laughs) at Olympics. yeah. Um, so we're going to kick us off. We've got, we had a, like a massive response. Um, so thank you very much to everyone for writing in, um, a lot of really good questions. And as always with the Q and A, uh, sessions, a lot of shit questions. Um, <laughs> so we deleted all those. <laughs> we'll save you time from, uh, from answering those. Um, but yeah, these are all just, we're gonna, I'm going to ask these all in random order, um, it's there's no sort of order to them, so we'll sort of be bouncing around a little bit, but it yep. um, yeah should be chill. So kicking us off with a uh, fairly serious question from Sasa Grant says, any regrets about not starting competing earlier in life?
1: Uh, definitely, um, I would love to have started in my twenties, yeah, so I could have you know a long career ahead of me. Whereas starting in my thirties.
0: And Late 30s.
1: Too. Late 30s, now in 45. Like I have no idea how long I'm going to keep going for. Yeah. Like not that many people have done it this way. I don't yeah. think, I can't think of anyone else. So, you know, it's kind of a, I would love to be in my 20s and know that if I have a bad spell, like where I'm not training well for a couple of months, that it's just a bad spell. That's yeah. what it is. It's not that I'm getting older. Mm. Whereas anytime that happens now, I'm like, this is it, <laughs> you know, I'm done. Yeah. But... uh Yeah, from that perspective, I would love to have started earlier. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I find that 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 would be very, uh, I can imagine that would be incredibly difficult. Like when you've, you know, because you have in the past, like you've had, I've been training with you and, you know, I'm say, so, oh, how are you going? And you're like, oh, I'm just going shit at the moment. Yeah. And so it's like you probably have that thought of like, oh, maybe this is it. And it's like, well, how many times have you then bounced back and performed yeah. really well? So maybe what you need to do is every time you have that thought, <laughs> fuck it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just think, no, I'm Sinead. I yeah. Can, I can keep going.
1: And I kind of feel as well, like I think I'll know. Um, I knew because for a while there after the Olympics, like I wasn't going great. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I think – I. I think I know the feeling. I've, because last year the same thing happened, and it took a few months to come back. Um, and now, obviously, after the weekend, I know that I'm like I'm fit again and going well. So, yeah, I think I'll know once I start to decline because of age. So hopefully, it's a few years off still.
0: Yeah, you got, you got ages. <laughs> Another thing they say um, I've heard this is like, you know, people have a, a sort of window in sport, especially with running, because it's so hard on our bodies. And it's like yeah. if you started in your late teens. I would almost—I'd be confident to say that you wouldn't be as good as you are at this age now.
1: Definitely, you, you know, not. there's no yeah. way.
0: There's no way you can have a career spanning, you know, twenty-five, that yeah. can still be performing it. Or you'd would have at least maybe in your twenties, they would have been riddled with injuries or something like that.
1: Yeah, know? that's true. Um, and also, like you can—you kind of get to a point where you've done it for long enough that you just want to do something else. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a, it can be a tough grind, and it's just like you want to do other things in life. Cause yeah. when you're training at this level, you kind of put a lot of things on hold. Yeah. Um, it would, be, I would love though as well, like if I started in my twenties to be able to, you know, before I had kids and stuff to like, we were just talking about this earlier, going off on training camps and yeah. being able to do all that. Whereas now it's different cause I have like more responsibilities. Yeah. So from that aspect, it would have been good to start younger as well. Yeah. And it, I wouldn't be juggling so many things. Having said that, it is really nice to have Eddie and Dara be part of it all.
0: Yeah. It's always grass is greener though, isn't it? Yeah. So
1: like, who knows how it would have worked out, but.
0: Bloody Brett's on, away on a training camp now and flags up and he's, he's complaining, um, you know, he's like, oh, I've got a dog that I've got to look after. (laughs) How can I stress about that? It's like, Brett, (laughs) you don't have two kids and a husband. (laughs) Not that we know about at least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, there you go. That's, that's uh, At least as well in your 20s, you I'm sure you did a whole lot of partying and, you know.
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> exactly, you're
0: Irish. I so. enjoyed
1: my like time at uni and yeah. when I came to Australia first, yeah, there was a lot of partying. So <laughs> that was fun, got that out of my system.
0: Yeah, what if that went the other way and it's like you're a real square athlete all through your 20s and then you get to like yeah. 40 and you're retired and you're like, all right, who wants to party? It's like, got no, 15, you got, all your mates have got 20. kids and you're just like, oh, so... Yeah. It's always, yeah, grass is greener. Um, Moving on, Andrew G Fitness Coaching. Do you do any cross training? (laughs) I think I know the answer to this. Uh,
1: I do not. (laughs) (laughs) I am terrible at cross training. Even when I'm injured, like I don't like swimming. I don't like cycling. (laughs) I don't like walking. That that
0: pretty much rules it out then. Yeah.
1: So no, I'm terrible at cross training. Like every now and then I go through uh, phases of like doing gym. Yeah. Yeah. And I stick at that for about three months and then it kind of dwindles off again. Yeah, um, yeah so no,
0: cross training, no, <laughs> not for me. So if you do get, because you, to me, you don't get injured often at all, or at least not like uh, injuries where you have to have like months yeah. off running. Um,
1: but not in recent years. I think when I started, I had a lot more injuries more yeah. regularly, but um, yeah, for the last few years, you, you just get better at managing your niggles and stuff the longer you're in running i think yeah like you learn when to pull back and when to not push it yeah um so like a small injury doesn't like turn into something huge okay but i've had
0: a wait let me just write all this down (laughs) 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 i need to hear this
1: (laughs) i've had like quite a few injuries yeah early on where i was out for like five months and stuff
0: wow okay yeah so that's the yeah i I didn't know that i thought you were just yeah super lucky um there you go well Um, i haven't
1: actually had any uh Bone stress injuries ever, never that would, yeah. Quit, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll have to cut the
0: sound of that smack <laughs> on the tail out. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, all of my injuries have been like tendon related. Um, yeah, they can I think, still
0: be really tricky though, you know. Oh, for the list the, the honestly, listeners, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners that have, you know, um, haven't had bone stress either, but they're struggling with tendons. Yeah, That's, it's, that is it's so, actually nearly mm.
1: worse because you know, with a, a bone stress injury, okay, I can't run for like six weeks or whatever. And you know it'll heal.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas with the tendon injury, this it's not clear what you should do, and they can really yeah. drag on. If it's you're like not oh, tendons like
0: properly. load, I'm like, yeah, but it hurts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just I had like ITV for a few months. Oh, that's nasty. Could not get rid of it no matter what I did. Uh, I had that on both knee, uh, like both sides. Yeah. And I think that was probably uh, the wor- or the longest injury that I've had. Okay. Yeah.
0: How long ago was that?
1: That was after Beijing, so 2016, oh, it was before Rio. Yeah. I got injured, like, I think the week after I ran Beijing. Yeah. And then I was out for, ah. like, until, I think, April when qualifying finished for Rio. Yeah. So I couldn't, like, post a time or try and qualify for it. So that was a hard one.
0: Yeah. 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 It's injuries never happen at the right time, though, do? No. They? Yeah. It's never a right. It's yeah, it's
1: always when you're super fit, you think you're invincible, and then, you yeah, get, you get an injury exactly,
0: yeah. definitely. Um, we'll get this we'll get this out of the, out of the way now because there were so many questions about it. I don't know if I'm saying this right, and I have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about, but it says, when will Mayo win an all island, and will Mayo win Sam this year? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that is? M-A-Y-O, Mayo? I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh,
1: so Mayo is like County Mayo. Pardon um, me? County Mayo. So like Victoria is a state in uh-huh. uh, Australia, but Ireland is divided up into counties. Yeah. Um, so Ma- County Mayo is where I'm from.
0: Okay, So, there like, you go. <laughs> You've heard much of
1: Galway. Galway yep. is like a city, but also this County Galway. So uh-huh. like it's an area. And uh, Gaelic football in Ireland... Um, is based on the uh, each county has a team okay. so where you're born that's who that's who, the team you play on so it's not like here that you can be bought and sold to different teams because it's still amateur aha uh-huh. and mayo have a uh, a long history of getting to the final and never winning okay like, Yeah, so Sam is the cup that you win for winning the All-Ireland final.
0: I thought these were were just two blokes. One was Mayo, one was (laughs) Sam. (laughs) I was just, I had no idea. There was probably a good 10 questions about it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like, I can't remember how many years, but like um, apparently there's this curse on the Mayo team. (laughs) I think, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember how many years. I'm not going to guess. But um, the last time that they won at the final... um, there's this story that they were celebrating and were driving uh, from Dublin to back to Mayo and they passed this hearse <laughs> on the way where there was a coffin. So it was in a funeral yeah. and it was really disrespectful. Yeah. So the uh, priest put a curse on the team <laughs> and said, until the last person on that team dies, Mayo will never win oh, a final wow. again. And I think there's one guy still alive. <laughs> he's got a mangy. Surely there. he's
0: got to take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, I don't know how true that story is, but, you know.
0: You still got to answer the question, though. When will oh. Mayo win an All-Ireland?
1: Oh, this year. Yeah, okay. for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After that bloke dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Is Tipperary a, a county? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where my pop was from.
1: My oh, pop right. was born, yeah.
0: I'm oh, Irish. Yeah. Joel Tobin. Oh. Yeah. Never knew that. We got the same sense of Irish sense of humor. We should have <laughs> got that. Um, is Tipperary good? Okay. Uh,
1: they are good at hurling, I think. Oh. They're probably, They're probably good at football too.
0: No idea? <laughs> no idea? No idea. As Sinead's looking at me going, please move on. I yeah. have no idea and I'm going to get...
1: <laughs> My knowledge on football is limited. All
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, Richie Johnson asks, and this is sort of relates to that cross-training, which you we've just found out you do none of, but he said, adapting to high-mileage training as an older athlete, do you do anything additional?
1: No, I think... Um, it's just something that you build up over years of training. I don't think it's any different for me just because I'm older. It just depends on how long you've been training for Like I've been a runner for like, I don't know, it must be 12 years now. Yeah. And each year, like I build up my mileage. So, um, I haven't always done the amount that I do now. but yeah, it's just important to build up. I wouldn't have been able to do like 180 to 200 Ks when I started. Yeah. But it's taken years for me to get to that. Yeah. But I would do that now, like, regardless of my age. My age doesn't mean I'll have to do less mileage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, because yeah. you're running 180 <laughs> to 200 K yeah. weeks. Um, what were you doing when you first started? Like, you know, uh, say 10, about- 12 years ago?
1: I don't even know at the start because I wouldn't have even tracked it. Yeah, because I wasn't that serious about it. But when I did my first marathon in 2014, I would have done maybe 120 k max. Wow.
0: Yeah. And that was Melbourne.
1: That was Melbourne. Yeah.
0: 2014. 120 k. Yeah. What time did you run there? Two thirty four. Okay. Fifteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shit, it's pretty good. Um, Yeah. There you go. Uh, Kale bowed here. Asks, what do you consider to be your best marathon performance so far in your career? I think I can guess, but I want.
1: Oh, well, um, I wonder what you guess. <laughs> well, it depends. What would be my, I guess my best is the Olympics. Yeah. Like coming top 10. That's and, what I was going to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, like definitely the way that I handle the heat and like pacing myself. And I did a negative split in that marathon, which yeah. I was I ha- like, you know, I don't think I've done that. I did that actually in my second best marathon, which was Melbourne 2018. Yeah. So Is I, Jack
0: paced you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I feel like the Olympics first and then Melbourne that year, like I just raced really well, um, felt really good. Did and, you break the record then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Broke that's the right. course record that year. Um, And it was on like a shit day. Yeah, I remember that. It
0: was windy. Yeah. Did did Stewie help pace as well? He
1: he did for, I think until about 14K maybe. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I remember because Jack was, it was just supposed to be Jack and then he was in the UK. I think he did the Commonwealth half.
0: Yeah, that was just after.
1: And I think he might have missed his flight or something.
0: Something, There was
1: something he wasn't, Nick wasn't sure if he was going to make it to the start line to pace me. So he got in Stewie just in case Jack didn't to turn up, yeah, he did. So I didn't know any of this before yeah. we started. Yeah, that's
0: right. I do remember <laughs> that, yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was funny. I, I remember Jack saying after there was like footage of, of when Jack um, did his job, like um, you guys were all at the finish line and uh, you see Nick give you like a big hug and then he gave Jack a big hug and then I like was speaking to Jack. Jack's like, he's never me- given me a bloody hug for my <laughs> races before, only when I'm helping Sinead. <laughs> 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 oh, it's funny. Um, yeah, I would definitely say I would have guessed that it would have been the Olympics. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's like that, it's the biggest stage. It's only once every four years. Yeah. Or in that instance, five years.
1: And there was so, there would have been, I felt so much more pressure for that one. Like Melbourne that year, not really. It was kind of my, uh, you know, it. nobody, there was no expectation on what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, just from myself, the pressure that I put on myself, but.
0: No, I guess no the same out- for
1: the Olympics, but you still you want to perform well. and
0: Yeah. You oh, no, there so was definitely external it. pressure. I was saying, yeah, my family, if, like, if she doesn't come top 10, I don't want to know her. <laughs> <laughs> if you came 11th, we wouldn't be doing yeah. this Q&A right now. I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> um, Luke Nicholson says, do either of your sons have any aspirations of running?
1: Um, Eddie... So he's 12 and he's totally into skateboarding. So running does not really feature. <laughs> However, he did do a 3K cross country yesterday. And oh, I think wow. he was like the fastest.
0: Wow. So Is that's, you that's grade six? Uh,
1: he's in year seven.
0: Year seven. Yeah.
1: So that sparked an interest. So he was really proud of that. So I'm Ooh. excited that maybe uh, he might get like, have an interest in getting into running. Because prior to this, it was all no skateboarding. Like he skateboards every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so he doesn't want to take away from that and... You know, train for running. So I feel like those
0: two—they're the two most polar opposite yeah, sports know, in know, terms yeah. of like coolness. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie, I'd be staying skateboarding—that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to your mum. <laughs> yeah.
1: and then Dara is only eight, but he's actually really fast. Okay, so I think, um, yeah, I think he might get into running.
0: Yeah, later, yeah. definitely. Well, they're so young. It's yeah. like a lot of a lot of good people only get in when they're
1: in yeah. their, I was going
0: to say in their like teenage years because it's like there's a bunch that did little athletics and stuff when they're young you know like myself and then and then there's people like you maybe they'll wait and get into it in their late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> no they
1: definitely won't be doing
0: that <laughs> <laughs> um, Claire Rickards asks do you find marathon blocks easier now that you've done so many um, having those in your, in your legs and do you bounce back from them quicker now too
1: I definitely find them easier. And if anything, I think that each marathon block, Nick sets them a little bit easier because he, he believes that, you know, you accumulate fitness and each marathon build, like they build on each other. Yeah. Um, so I find it easier, but also my body is much more used to it. Um, and I really enjoy them. But do I bounce back quicker? Definitely not. And mm-hmm. this might be the only thing... Um, that age has an impact on. I think recovery takes longer, yeah. generally.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah there they you go. Having um, said
1: that, after my first few marathons, I did get injured like the week after. Um, whereas now, I since then I haven't gotten an injury after a marathon. Um, I think the shoes help with that because they're so cushioned. Yeah. Whereas I ran my first few marathons like in flats. Yeah. And put like in got injured a shoes. week later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, I, w- I would imagine. I would imagine that maybe as well. When you're, yeah, you just you just stronger from all those yeah. Those for blocks. sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's sort of related. Larry underscore runs uh, says not specifically for Sinead, but elite athletes always saw. Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: hundred <laughs> percent of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, there's always something,
1: especially in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is always something. That's, there's always some kind of little. Niggle or something.
0: Well, I, I was actually running with <clears throat> Jack, Jack Rayner, um, both of us coming back from an injury. Now I was running aerobic with him yesterday for an hour. And I said to him, how good is running when the, you don't have an eagle? And he was like, yeah, it's doesn't happen that often, but yeah. it's like, you know, there's always, really you know I feel like there's always something or something's tight or something's so sore. And when you have, the, this was for me yesterday. I was running yeah. and I was like, there's nothing wrong right now. I feel great. And it's like the last of one day. I could
1: going to say, then at the end of that run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Five stress fractions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yes, Larry, always sore. The running my therapist, uh, the running my therapist asks, uh, "Com Games or World Champs Marathon?
1: So, uh, I have decided to do Kong games. So, from my results at the Olympics, I got an auto qualifier for Kong Games. yeah, but I also got a qualifier for worlds at London that I did like soon after the Olympics. So, I could choose either. And World Champs this year is such a good location. yeah, like I was really tempted. Um, like if it was somewhere hot, like Doha or something, it would be such an easy decision, yeah. Um but like Eugene versus Birmingham, I'm like, oh I would love to go to Eugene. Yeah. But um com games I think I'll be more competitive and I haven't I haven't raced com games before, so I'm gonna give it a crack.
0: That's a thing, like you can you can get a medal. Yeah. Whereas it's like would you
1: there's a chance. Whereas in world champs
0: Yeah. You know, you know you it's really, hope
1: to get. You know, it's just all about placing and maybe top ten or
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh have you have you told have you, have you announced this yet? Or is this the first uh, will people know? Like, have you mentioned? Obviously, no, you've probably told other like friends and family and stuff, but you haven't yeah. made it public.
1: Yeah. Well, we're I'm gonna I'll edit in all these fireworks noises and <laughs> yeah. stuff
0: over like a big fanfare about it.
1: So I'm not sure when they're me- when they're uh, going to announce the team, even. Yeah, um, no idea. Yeah, but I think everyone kind of like guessed that I would choose.
0: Yeah. Games. Yeah, yeah, because it well it is, I know. Yeah, like Brett. Was saying he's like oh, I don't care about. He said something like oh, I can't be bothered with con games. I want to just do World Champs ten thousand. You know. Oh really? Yeah. I don't think he's it's going to do marathon at any anything. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I might, we might have to cut this out. After, <laughs> might have to ask him <laughs> if we permission to just give that info out. Right. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, next question: BT Demers. He asks favorite Nike kit since you've been sponsored. Hmm.
1: <laughs> So I've essentially had the blue kit, I think, since I've been sponsored, but <laughs> we're, we're getting a new one soon. Um they and haven't I saw, released it, have they? They did for Boston. Ah, that's right. Um, so I saw it and it's really nice. Is I it? really like it. But haven't? Yeah, I haven't got it yet, but it looked really nice. Yeah. But also I had for London f- each, uh, like in 2020 and 2021, they gave us a special kit for that. So I had the pink one and then the green one. Yes. So I started wearing those two again just to have some variety from the blue one, which I don't really like. Yeah. <laughs> um, the pink and one's I, really cool. Yeah, I really like that one as well.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, Benis48 says, do you ever have time to chill?
1: <laughs> I do. Um,
0: uh, we, <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, seven minutes after 10 <laughs> yeah. p.m. when the kids are in bed and I've got seven <laughs> minutes to read a book before I have to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny, like no matter how busy I am during the day, I need to have like that, 10 minutes or whatever before bed, just just to myself, just yeah. so I feel like I can relax. Um, but not often, to be honest. Like, things are really full on. But, like, at weekends, you know, we have, you know, Saturdays are better because we don't have to get the boys ready for school and we can chill out a bit. Actually, Sunday is probably my till day after my long run. Okay. Um, but, yeah, But not that often. Not yeah. as often as I would like. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, wow. So, because you work... You work like four days across five, right?
1: So I used to work four days, yeah, yeah. across five. But since the Olympics, um, NAB have kind of helped me out a bit. So I work like three days now. Okay. Um, which is much more manageable. Yeah. Yeah. So I have Wednesday and Friday off.
0: Okay. So you work three full days then?
1: Yeah. Well, not, not even full. Like yeah. I start at like 11 so that I can train in the morning. But then I'll work like maybe till six or a bit longer, depending yeah. on what I need to get done.
0: Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Jeez, I thought you were tough. You, know, you do the same <laughs> hours as me at the wine store, for God's sake. Although I think your work might be a little bit more challenging.
1: <laughs> it's actually funny. Um, since COVID, I've been working from home. So that has made probably the biggest difference because I save two hours a day of yeah. travel. And it's yeah, it's been so good. So I'm trying to they're trying to get us back into the office now and I'm like digging my heels in.
0: <laughs> I'm like No. No. Yeah.
1: Intent <laughs> <laughs> at the Olympics. No. <laughs>
0: stand, stand your ground. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You but they've play been that
1: they've been really good about it. So hopefully I can continue to work from home. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it, it makes would make, things much easier. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Linda Runs Miles asks, What's your favorite training session?
1: Um my favorite I don't know if I've won in particular, but I love the marathon sessions. Like I love the long, long sessions that I can get into a rhythm at and I don't have to go super fast, yeah. go at marathon pace. Um, so like four by 5K. Um, actually, we do this one two by, no, seven by 2K, which I really like. Yeah. Um, That's the
0: one with you jog the recoveries, right? What no, do you float. Float the record, yeah. yes.
1: So you're still going, so it's like 7 by 2K, but with, I think, is it a minute in between, but you're still floating the minute. So it's not like you yeah. get a nice rest between each 2K.
0: That's the only, that's the last session you do with floats, right? Because then the 3Ks, 4Ks and 5Ks are just jog recovery, right?
1: Definitely the 4K and the 5K. I can't remember the 3K if it's float or, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think mm. that's jog. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you yeah, you definitely do, like because I see you at Waverly and then like in Waverly you're hanging on to like, the track oh, girls and it's yeah. like that's sort of, it's funny, It's I see myself as a little bit like you but without being good at the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> like I just really hope that I am so that when I do mine I can be them. like, ah, see, I don't have to be good on the track. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right now I don't have that. Yeah,
1: like I'm fine with not being that fast at Waverly on Tuesday when my marathon sessions are going well but if they're not going well I just like dread Tuesday
0: yeah because
1: I'm like oh
0: god yeah
1: nickel throwing like a 70 second lap on grass (laughs) yeah (laughs) which for me is like max speed max effort and then I'm cooked after that
0: yeah don't worry (laughs) the listeners know um that Nick doesn't adjust times for grass.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's like, what's that? Sixty-eight on we've
0: ta- <laughs> Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about that a lot. I think I'd go sixty-seven. Already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Genevieve Trin says, "What do you think about during a race? And do you ever like do you ever try to run with a blank mind?"
1: So I, I was asked this uh, in another podcast. And prior to that, I never- oh, don't worry like, about it then. <laughs> I never really thought about what I thought about in racing. Like I couldn't remember really. Yeah. And then after I was asked this, I remember in London Marathon this year, thinking about this going, hmm, what am I thinking about? Like, what oh, do I wow. think about during a race? But it was really bad because I wasn't having a great, like a really good race. And then I was just like, not in the zone, yeah, and just thinking about stupid stuff. Like I was just noticing the road and the bumps in the road, and noticing people on the street. Whereas normally, if I'm like at the weekend when I was running, yeah, like my mind is essentially blank. Like yeah. I am just focused on how I'm feeling and going. I feel good. I feel good, and just making sure that I, I'm not overeating at any point. Yes, and that's honestly what I think of. Yeah, like for the whole time, practically.
0: Yeah. So yeah, definitely. So you're saying it. It depends on how the race is is going.
1: Like a bad race, I think of everything and anything because my mind just wanders, and it's just like. And then I come back to like, oh my god, I'm in so much pain. You know, this is awful. But in a good race, I'm like like constantly monitoring how I'm feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I'm the exact same. Um, It's yeah, I've my like my friends and like my, even my parents have like asked me and my sister, like what is it like when you're in that race? Like what does it feel like? And I'm like, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's almost like you, you forget. Yeah. Like you try and look back on it and it's like you can't, you don't yeah. remember what you, you know. It would probably be like the same as maybe someone like in a real high pressure school exam or something. And it's like, what were you thinking about? It's like, I don't know, just trying to perform. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and
1: I love those races when you're in that zone.
0: Yeah, you got to. Yeah, like, they don't happen, happen all the time, do they? They
1: honestly do not. <laughs> no.
0: But they always result in a good performance.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I would say the same. Um, sorry, Genevieve Trin, for answering that myself as well. <laughs> I, I know you didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Um, Maddie Roberts underscore try asks, what has been your worst injury? So was it the oh, IT, I think, yeah. Uh, ITB? I think,
1: uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I had that like on I can't remember which was first my right or left side, but then the following year after my next marathon, I got it on the other side. Oh, I like, oh. And it was just again. it was just really frustrating because nobody knows what to do for ITV. I think yeah. because it can have any number of causes. And it's really hard to uh treat, I guess. So it's just like trying different physio exercises and they get really frustrating when you don't you can't see any improvement. Yeah. Um, and for me, it ended up just been like five months of not being able to run. And then gradually, uh, just one day I was like, oh my gosh, I think the pain is getting less. Yeah, wow. Actually, one of them was to do with, uh, oh yeah, so my ankle, my cuboid was slightly out. Um, and th- so my knee was tracking funny. Uh huh. Um, so I think I had, like I couldn't run for four months. And then I went to see this podiatrist and he just like fixed it up like, in one movement and then I could run that night. Oh, I wow. was like, oh my god.
0: That's <laughs> when you're like why the hell didn't I yeah. go see you 4 months ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah, those those injuries are so frustrating. Yeah. It's as you said earlier, it's um, sometimes a stress fracture is easier yeah. You've broken that you've put too much pressure through the bone. Okay, now I need eight weeks off yeah. and the bone's gonna heal and then I'm gonna start back running.
1: Like you know exactly what to do. Exactly. Whereas yeah. with these other weird injuries, you just like you just don't know what to do and you just think you're trying everything and it's such a waste of time almost. Yeah. Or it feels like it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. It's, yeah, so frustrating. Um Samuel Friend asks if you had the opportunity to take over the Heaps Good Runners account, would you? <laughs> And I'm going to put a little spin on that. If you had the chance to take over, um, take take it over without anyone knowing. So we've done, yeah, like if you...
1: A hundred percent No way (laughs) I would struggle To think of one good meme (laughs) Ratings would plummet (laughs) Sorry Jono I've just ruined your page
0: (laughs) Oh it's so funny Um,
1: No if I could have Somebody as an advisor Then yeah I'd love to take it over
0: (laughs) You just have him As an advisor
1: (laughs) Jono if you could Submit your best work For this week please (laughs) And I get all the credit Yeah that's
0: (laughs) all Oh it's so funny Did you notice when I uh, put the poll for the, the the asking the questions. I tagged him in it as well. Oh, so did you, he? Yeah, he shared it. That. Yeah, and he said something like, um, "This is your chance to ask the prime minister oh, yeah. questions." <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a few anonymous ones here, so these are from people that have questions to ask but uh, don't want their name attached. So here from anonymous: Congratulations on your half marathon world record for forty-five years and over. Um, how do you feel about that? I didn't even know that.
1: It, I actually didn't know it either until uh, somebody said it to me when I came home. And okay. honestly, so it, I find it really frustrating when people congratulate me on age records. Yeah. Because if you think of the people that I'm competing against, it's athletes who've retired like 10, <laughs> 10 plus years ago. <laughs> and if I'm not beating their times that there's something wrong, like yeah. I'm training... I do an elite training, they're running recreationally. And yeah. if I can't beat their times, that is, you know, <laughs> what am I at? <laughs> Retire age. So it just, I find it really almost condescending and frustrating when people congratulate oh, me on yeah. age records. Like I'm very proud that I ran 69 minutes on a tough course and came second. Yeah. Um. You know, that's what I'm proud of for that run. Not yeah. that I got it a world record
0: in my age category. Well, here now, I can just um actually, that rude person, if I just cross <laughs> that anonymous out, it says Brett Robinson. He <laughs> asked that. So, um, yeah, have a <laughs> bone to pick with him. <laughs> um, another anonymous one. After you were discovered as a natural running talent, you embarked on an astronomical rise in the sport and achieved some killer results. I'm keen to hear what your first three to five years of training looked like and how... <coughs> sorry, and how long it took you to build up to the kind of training load that an elite athlete needs to undertake to compete at the highest level.
1: Yeah. So I, like I started running when I was 32, but for the first few years, I'd say until I did my first marathon, even I was you know training once a week yeah, wow. Um,
0: when you say training once a week, do you mean running like, once a week or one session a week? One and session a just week. Just aerobic running.
1: Which was like not even that long. Yeah. Like maybe four to 6K or thereabouts. And then the rest was just if I felt like going for a run, you know, I didn't yeah. do any threshold work or anything. Um, but I was still, uh, you know, getting good results in races and that. Um, and I think when I did my first marathon, like as i said earlier i was i did maybe 120k um
0: and that would have probably felt huge at that point
1: yeah it felt huge then um and like i just when i think when i think back on my training it just was nothing like what i do now and i think um i think it was a really good start for me um you know i didn't take it too seriously i enjoyed it i built up my mileage as i like really slowly yeah um and then I think once I started getting some good results, like with the marathon on that, and once I moved to MTC, yeah, I kind of then got a better understanding about, you know, what elite athletes do and you, this is how you should train and this is how you should fuel afterwards. And yeah. I just learned all the little things that um, I needed to, to kind of refine what I was doing. And then my mileage went like much higher. Um, my sessions were much longer. Yeah. I uh, started doing hill training. Yeah. <laughs> um, long, much faster probably faster long runs, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you before guys that, smashed long runs. Yeah.
0: We like always talk, and I used to talk about that. Uh, I complained about that on the um, inside <laughs> running, the road to nowhere. And yeah. I would say to Ali, I'm like, have you ever run with these girls? Like for fuck's sake, they go out at four minute pace and they just do not let up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about it though, I think that like the Sunday run is probably one of the more important sessions for the marathon. And I kind of feel like even doing... Like myself and Charlotte will go out and run four minute K's, but I kind of feel I don't even know if that's enough. Yeah, not that okay. I should be going faster, but I've, I often feel like I should have some kind of session in there. Yeah, like it's the for some reason, it you know, I just think it should be one of my main sessions, okay, rather than Tuesday. Yeah, where I'm like trying to run <laughs> keep up with the track girls. Yeah, um, yeah, and I've spoken to Nick about that, and I think. I'll speak some more to him <laughs> about it. He hasn't been convinced yet. So.
0: <laughs> Maybe after he hears this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay. I think people will be really interested in in that because yeah, yeah. not not everyone, I think as, as well, if you were to do, say, when you first started like more serious training when you were in your mid-30s, if you were mid to late 30s, if you like jumped in into like 180k weeks, you you wouldn't be able to...
1: Yeah, I would 100% like you'd get injured for sure. Straight up. Like you can't go from zero to hero. No. Like you have to build it up really gradually. Yeah. Um, And I didn't even realize that I didn't intentionally do that. It's just how it came about. Like I started running with a rec running group. So there was no high mileage and no seriously big sessions or anything.
0: It's funny. Well, like the way you look, you're looking back now to say 10 years ago. Um, but at the, that time, you weren't thinking, oh, well, I know that in 10 years I'm going to be training with MTC and I'm going to be running yeah. 180K a week. Like at that point, you probably thought, oh, 60 k that's a big week for yeah. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, if I didn't run, I had definitely had like two days off, if not more. Like yeah. if I didn't feel like it, I wouldn't then feel guilty afterwards for not going out for a run. And I didn't do like any double runs or anything like that until yeah. I joined uh, MTC.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um. Another anonymous, Benny Saint has spoken about needing balance. He said that when he quit work to go full-time in running, he just ended up doing too much and it wasn't a positive for his running. Sinead, you work full-time. Well, now we've found out you don't, so this question <laughs> questions now void. But no, you obviously do work a lot. You're a mother and a wife. Uh, how do you think that balance, does, that help, does it help your running or is it detrimental to your running
1: um that is a good question because i think it's a it can be a bit of both i i like um with like being a mom and working and stuff i love how i can get completely away from running yeah so i have no time to obsess about it Mm. so and i think that that's the downfall of a lot of athletes it's overthinking things and definitely having way too much time just to overanalyze everything yeah um so i have none of that and i do quite like being busy generally. haven't said that. <laughs> if I had, if if Nab came to me and said, you know, we'll give you the next few years off, I would jump at it. Yeah. Because I feel like at the moment I'm like scrambling to keep up with stuff. Yeah. And generally, it usually goes okay. But then if anything extra lands on my plate, it throws everything out. Yeah. And things can get really hard for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like when I went to, before World Champs uh, in Doha, um, we went to Sams for a few weeks, yeah, so I had no work. Um, the boys were there, but like they were on holidays, so there was no you know tight routine to get them to school and all this kind of thing. So it was really relaxed, and I trained so well. yeah, and I like, raced really well. And yeah. I was like, God, oh, you know, I'd really like this to be my my typical, yeah, um setup. Um, but yeah.
0: But you also don't know like if if that was your typical setup for, for year after year after year maybe uh, maybe then you would have more time to stress and and yeah. maybe you're doing too, you do too much and you get injured.
1: I think yeah, if I wasn't working and stuff, I think I'd fill my day with, maybe I'd cross train. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> Actually, you'd start a probably podcast. Probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I would fill my day somehow and like with other things and maybe that wouldn't be a good thing.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't it's, um. Yeah, I was quite surprised then when I asked you and you said the first thing to go would be nab working. I thought you'd love work and you put the kids up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to give. Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, last anonymous question. Um, as a mother, do you feel any sense of responsibility to set an example in your running? Uh, most athletes with kids have kids who are either babies or young toddlers, but your kids are old enough where they can watch your race and they understand it. Um, So is there any extra fuel for you in races knowing that your kids are watching? And I sort of thought about, I thought about this question, um, really good question. And I was like, it would be quite interesting, especially in like those higher pressure races when everyone's say watching, like imagine at uh, (laughs) Olympics, you like were on camera, and you know you've got um, all the Aussie commentators talking you up, and you get to like thirty k, and you like slip on a banana or something. <laughs> it's like you know, Eddie's at school being like, "Oh my god, your your mum slipped on a oh banana." god,
1: they would never hear the end of it. Like, that would be so bad for them. Oh my god, never really thought about that before. <laughs> the pressure, the pressure is on now. Um, no, that's a good question. Um, I think, and definitely, I think as the boys have gotten older. Um, I'm much more aware of them watching races. Mm. Like They just didn't when they were younger. Yeah. Like a marathon is so long yeah, exactly. for them to watch. And often I don't even feature because if you're not in the lead pack, then yeah. yeah. Um. But w- w- one race in particular with the Olympics, I remember thinking the night before, because uh, it was like predicted to be really hot and they changed the time to 6 a.m. Like I got a little bit freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I cannot... Collapse mm. from heat exhaustion yeah. with Eddie and Dara watching. Yeah. Like, I was like, I need to be really careful and really conservative. Yeah. And and I rem- remember thinking that, going, okay, 100%, that's what I'm doing. And I didn't think about it much during the race, but the night before, it was really on my mind like wow. how awful it would be for them to see their to mom, see your mom yeah. collapse from heat and stuff. So,
0: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good question. We, uh, You can see Brett and I don't think a question's that deep. That's, um, <laughs> that's great. Um, just a few, that pretty much brings us to the end, but we've got a few sort of more silly questions now um, kicking us off. Dave McNeil says, do you reckon you and your son might team up at the Olympics in a marathon and skateboarding combo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would actually be so cool. Imagine like in Paris. Yeah. Like if Eddie got to go to That'll- the Olympics and I got to go, that would be... Unbelievable.
0: Would be insane. Yeah, but, but like, um, I reckon there's now from what we were talking about earlier, there's probably more of a chance that Eddie will be in the 10k or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe.
0: <laughs> what would you What would you be more? I suppose it's a silly question to a mum, isn't it? I was going to say what would you be more proud of him running or skateboarding, but he's in <laughs> the Olympics. Care. He wouldn't yeah. care. <laughs> um, that's uh, that brings me on to my question. Uh, I said, are you a better skateboarder than your son is at the marathon? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I realized he's he's far too young to – to, he wouldn't be able to finish a marathon. But if we said, let's get your son who just ran a uh, – we'll go Eddie, who's just yeah. run a good 3,000-meter cross-country yesterday. Um, so would he – if he was to do a 10,000-meter on the track, yeah. do you reckon he would be closer to the Olympic champion than you would be scoring points in the skateboarding competition?
1: 100%. <laughs> there uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely like. Yeah. I cannot even imagine getting on a skateboard and trying to do a trick. No, even just probably just going on it I'd probably fall over.
0: I actually knew the answer to that question. I just wanted you to I just wanted you to say <laughs> that. You, I just wanted you to voice that you're bad at skateboarding. Well, so
1: I did a little bit of skateboarding at uni though. Actually? Yeah, but there you go. I can guarantee you that I have not kept any of that. There's no muscle memory there. But I remember being really good at um, soccer when I was younger. Yeah. So I just thought, presumed that I would keep that forever. And a couple of years ago, I started. I was kicking a ball around and trying to like direct the ball <laughs> <And> <laughs> towards the goal. And I'm like, that's what? Not where I it's just go. gone. It's <laughs> gone completely left. Like, it just did not behave as I wanted it to. So, my coordination.
0: There for you things go. like that
1: would be terrible
0: so Sinead Diver was a skater chick back in the day <laughs> there we go that's where Eddie gets it from um, Brett asks and this is uh, he says exactly three years ago uh, on this day why did you push me in the river Thames <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually have footage of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe we can maybe we can add that in with Brett's permission to the, on the Instagram. I do know about this story. Yeah, <laughs> it was after was London. So funny after
1: London in 2019, we went out for like there was a celebration, yeah, uh, party on, and there was free drinks. So uh, naturally, Jack and Brett like capitalised on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> naturally, <laughs> yeah
1: um and then we were just walking home back to the hotel and uh along the river and uh i actually can't remember what I'm, I'm sure it was jack that pushed brett in yeah. <laughs> but i got i was just standing on the bank on this is brilliant
0: <laughs> i just got some footage you're like they're not my sons i don't <laughs> i don't care i'm just gonna watch I'm and like, film
1: what are they doing it was absolutely freezing yeah brett lost his phone it was just, yeah he
0: lost his he didn't get it back yeah that was it nah. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. But um Jack didn't Jack didn't end up shaving his mustache. So just
1: recently, um you know how Google Photos does like sometimes does a little collage for yep. you of photos. So just like in the last month or so I got this um, collage prompt about it and it was like all these really wholesome family <laughs> photos and really nice stuff and then stuck in the middle was Jack and Brett in the River Thames <laughs> I went it on to Brett I was like
0: remember this that's great that's so good um, I hope yeah I'd love to be able to post that on our on our social media I'm not sure Brett will let us yeah. um, well that brings us to the end Sinead um, thank you so much we just had one last thing and I thought this would be really good to finish on Dermot Goodwin just said, just tell her she's awesome. Oh. So thanks, Dermot Goodwin. Um, thanks, you Dermot. are awesome, Sinead. Thank you so much for that. That was a really, uh, really insightful Q&A session. I think people are going to absolutely love that.
1: Cool. My pleasure.
0: Awesome. And we'll see you next season for a uh, guest hosting job. Sounds good. Awesome. look forward to it. Thanks, Sinead.
1: All right.